Hey there, I'm Gabriella, content and marketing specialist at Mindpool. In this podcast series, we thought it would be insightful to delve into the various verticals that the Mindpool platform can aid in various ways, all from customer-facing teams to scale-ups. Have a listen to learn more about Mindpool and find out how the platform can alleviate an array of pain points you may be experiencing in your organization. Enjoy! So I'm super excited to be here today with Cern. He's going to tell us a little bit about how Mindpool can help scale-ups. But first off, why don't we start with some introductions? Cern, go ahead. Thank you so much, Gabby, and uh, a pleasure to be here. So my name is Cern, and I am uh, officially COO in the company. We don't really work with titles. We're still a small team, uh, about 15 employees at the moment across Brazil and Copenhagen. What it essentially means is that I work with a little bit of everything. I wear a lot of different hats. Uh, especially focused around uh, fundraising, commercial strategy, but definitely also product. Okay, so can you tell me a bit more about the product itself then? Absolutely. So in its simplest form, uh, we built a platform and we built that platform to help organizations really unlock insights from employees, Uh, not just insights, but also predictions and um, suggestions from employees. The reason we do that is because over 50% of employees really have insights that have an impact on the bottom line of organizations. But today we have a little bit of a situation where one third uh, of employees don't feel heard and uh, a lot of the insights that they do have really gets lost uh, because of information gaps in organizations and because of just a general tendency to uh, struggle with collecting those insights and actually using those insights. So Mindpool helps facilitate gathering these insights? That's correct, yes. So that sounds super interesting. Can you tell me a little bit about the, the workings behind this, the methodology? Absolutely. So. Let me start by saying that we come from a research foundation, right? And uh, actually, I have myself worked in a research unit called Collective Intelligence Unit. And uh, what we looked at there were specifically what we call crowd predictions. So that is using large crowds of people in organizations to predict on a number of different parameters. And we took a lot of that research and implemented it with also a big focus on kind of simplicity in use, right? This needs to work in practice. So predictions is one thing but insights and suggestions are also definitely needed. The very, very uh, brief uh, version of how we work with these insights, what the method looks like, is that we do three things. So, of course, we collect insights from employees, we process those insights, and we present that in a dashboard. That's relatively straightforward. But what we really uh, differ on is what we ask about. So the first thing you'd like to do as an organization is to really understand where's my company heading. A lot of tools today, they look at what's happening right now or what has been happening in the organization. When you do that, when you ask questions about, you know, how are things now, how have things been, you get very biased answers. And you do that because employees or respondents in general, they have a tendency to think about the things that have happened previously. They also very much tend to uh, be affected by how they feel on that day. I mean, we're talking things like, have you slept well? the last night. If you haven't, you are generally a lot more pessimistic. So we ask for predictions, and that is maybe the first cornerstone of what we do, right? We ask for predictions, and we ask for predictions three months ahead of time. So when you source those insights or that information, you're able to also be a lot more proactive in your decision making. But when you have predictions, let's take an example, let's say that our employees are saying customer satisfaction is going to drop. Of course, you are also interested in understanding why. Why uh, do my employees have a negative sentiment towards customer satisfaction, right? And what we do as the second part of our method is to provide insights. And that's both a mix of quantitative insights, but also qualitative insights. 
So think about it like customer satisfaction is going to drop. What are employees talking about there? It could be like brand loyalty. It could be a competitor coming in into the market. It could be a number of different things. So we also showcase exactly why we're seeing these drops in predictions. The last part is an empowerment of employees. And this is the last kind of leg of our uh, method. It really, really revolves around suggestions from employees. So you might be asking about where's the company heading? Why is that happening? Of course, you also want to be able to provide suggestions as an employee. You know, what can we do about it? So again, back to the example with customer satisfaction. Let's say customer satisfaction is going to fall. We understand why that's happening. Might be a number of different factors. And we now also understand what can we do about it? What do employees recommend we can do about it? And that's not just a list of recommendations or suggestions. This is a categorized list based on the different themes, based on what actions are being mentioned a lot, based on the effort and impact of those actions, right? So that we can help the organization identify what we call low-hanging fruits, um, essentially things that they can act on right now. And it's very important to say, again, that we are not an ideation tool or an innovation management tool. Um, what we really work with is suggestions across all kind of complexities. So this could be anything from let's get more plants in the office, right, to something a lot more complex like we need a new CRM system or something like that. And to wrap that up and just to recap, our method is built around three pillars. We ask for predictions, where is the organization heading? We ask for insights, you know, why is that happening? And then we ask also for suggestions. What can we do about this from an employee perspective? Those are the three things that build our methodology. And then, of course, we do intelligent processing on the back end to be able to provide very, very clear data and also what we would consider kind of a, a data storytelling. So something that, again, can be used by both top management and the board, but also for department leads. Can you tell me about some different actors that Mindpool can help? Absolutely. So it's actually an interesting uh, story. And also just to give you a little bit of a backstory to this, uh, we really started with an idea that we could help organizations broadly tap into employee insights and um, quickly also identified that when you take an approach that is relatively broad, it's also hard to target specific personas or specific pain points in an organization. So what we have discovered after a lot of validation with our product is that there are a couple of different verticals, uh, we can call them functions in an organization, that really make sense in terms of Mindpool and where Mindpool can help. And those span across everything from uh, customer-facing teams. So imagine you have a front line uh, in customer service or sales, and uh, every time they interact with clients, they pick up obviously on a lot of insights and knowledge about both the market and the product. And those insights are lost in translation quite often. So. What we looked at is uh, these different verticals, and uh, like I mentioned, customer-facing teams is one, but we also span across others, and that includes uh, scale-ups, which I think we'll talk about today, but also uh, things like sustainability or innovation or change management even, um, where we can really tap into employee insights and help managers uh, increase performance in their organizations. Okay, so these different functions all suffer from different kinds of pain points, but what is it that scale-ups particularly suffer from? So scale-ups in particular, um, they suffer from essentially an inability to manage growth or a struggle to manage growth. So uh, we have been in a market right where 
scale-ups have grown very, very fast, and uh, fundraising has been uh, somewhat easier than it might be going forward, obviously, given the macroeconomic environment that we're in. Um, essentially, think about it like this. When a scale-up goes from, let's say, 10 or 20 employees to 50 to 100 to 500 to 1,000 employees, you very quickly lose uh, touch with what the organization knows and feels. And the problem is really kind of facilitated or magnified by the um, lack of social structures and processes when you grow. So as a founder, uh, obviously one of the most important things to a lot of founders is to be able to stay close to the organization and listen to employees. That's something they've been used to doing all the way from the beginning of the company, right? They've been able to sit down, have all hand sessions with everyone, have one-on-ones, talk at the coffee machine, whatever it might be. But when you reach a scale that is you know, 500 employees, you just don't have that time. You don't have time to do one-on-ones and you maybe don't have the structures to really unlock uh, these insights or listen to employees. So essentially, um, it's a really big pain point to be able to manage that growth and to be able to listen to employees. And it's not just uh, important from a manager or a co-founder or, you know, management perspective. It's also very important for an employee to feel that they are a part of a journey in a scale-up. They're a part of the growth. They're a part of determining where the company goes and they really have a real impact, a true impact, right? So uh, those are some of the really key findings or pain points that scale-ups especially uh, experience, if I had to highlight just a few. So what I'm hearing is that Mindpool is kind of a win-win then for both employees and managers or founders or whatever position we're talking about. I would definitely say so, right? Because our platform targets, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a two-sided platform to some mm-hmm. extent. So we both deliver uh, value to the management team, the co-founder, whoever is looking at the insights, but definitely also for employees where we both have what we call an employee dashboard for employees to be able to understand, you know, what are my colleagues saying and be able to interact with their suggestions. Um, So definitely also to create some sort of a bottom-up approach to gathering insights and feedback and uh, making it very easy to act on those insights for a co-founder or a uh, you know, management team or whoever it is. So can you go ahead and tell me a little bit about the ways, the specific mechanisms through which Mindful actually alleviates these pain points? Yeah, absolutely. So again, going back to the real pain point, the real pain point is to manage growth, right? When you scale fast, you lose touch with organization. So one of the things that we really focus on is essentially helping um, connect organization, um, connect management or founders with their teams. Uh, We're not just doing this on what would typically be kind of an engagement level. So engagement tools are, of course, uh, already in existence and they do work really well. The problem is with those tools that they only really scratch the surface of what employees know about the organization. So what we're really focused on, and this is an important point, is business insights from employees, right? And the way we do that is that we have created a relatively simple flow. It takes uh, anything between two to six minutes to go through for an employee. This is a place where they can provide insights and predictions and suggestions. And then what we do with our kind of backend is that we process the data. We run data analytics. We use both a mix actually of research and technology like natural language processing for thematic analysis. And we are able to then present insights in a very, you know, quick and um, efficient overview for a founder or a management team to be able to act on. It's not just for the founder or management. This is also for department leads, for example, in a growing organization, simply to be able to understand, okay, 
what are my employees predicting about our company, where are we going, where are we heading, what pain points and problems do they see, and then of course also why do we see those problems and pain points and what can we do about it. So to be able to provide that overview to a manager or a co-founder or whoever it might be provides a lot of value in understanding what are my employees uh, thinking, what do they know about the organization, and where do they believe that we can create a lot more value a lot faster. Mm-hmm. How frequently would you conduct mind pooling then theoretically in a scale-up? Yeah, so that's a really good question and it differs a little bit Mm -hmm. depending on organization. But the way we typically structure it is that we run what we call a deep dive where we ask about specific categories within within performance for our scale-up. And uh, that takes about four to six minutes for an employee to go through. And here we get very much quality in the data that we present and the insights we present. So we run that um, on the first month when you run MindPool, and then we go over to running two pulse checks. So these are very, very short uh, flows. It takes about one minute for an employee, and it's just to get an understanding of what's going on in the organization. And then after those two pulse checks, we, we go back to doing the deep dive again, and then that process repeats. So the long uh, or short version of this is uh, we run it monthly typically but we run different versions of this monthly to not overload uh, both the people that are looking and working with the insights but also especially for the employees right and what's the reception been like have you had companies like scale ups that have had specific benefits have you experienced that so far absolutely so we set out actually at the beginning of mindpool with an idea that scale ups wasn't an industry that we wanted to target Uh, for various reasons and we very quickly learned that the pain points are actually pretty significant and tools out there don't really cater to to this space so for us it's really been um, a little bit of a success story right we work with a number of different scale-ups across different geographies and regions and all of them really struggle with some of the same things where we can help them access employee insights at a very rapid pace and also at a very kind of intelligent pace compared to if they had to do this internally right i mean Mm -hmm. we are after all, very validated in our methodology and our approach to this, and we have built a product specifically to cater to these problems. So what's then the main difference between Mindpool and consultants, for example? Price, first of all. (laughs) Obviously, it's a lot more efficient to run Mindpool. Uh, The second thing is that when you typically use consultants, uh, what you're getting is somewhat of a narrow, maybe potentially biased snapshot of what's going on in an organization. You engage a consultant to solve a problem, or at least to help them identify what are the big problems. But what we really see in these organizations is that you have an internal resource in employees, right? That's just not being mobilized. It's not being activated. So if we can help activate that, we can both save the company a lot of money, but also definitely increase uh, performance and the ability to to be more proactive in decision-making. So the really big difference is obviously um, that consultants are external providers, they come in from the outside, whereas we really want to provide a data source or data point from employees themselves that can be both used, again, at a department level, but also at a management level or even a board level to understand, hey, what is the sentiment about where the company is going from employees? Why are they saying that and what can we do about it? Can you give a specific example or a case that Mindful has worked with and the benefits that they saw? Absolutely. So we worked with... uh, Let me take a Danish organization, Mm -hmm. um, a Danish uh, kind of payroll software provider. They have over 7,000 customers at the moment. They've scaled very, very fast. 
And one of the big issues for them, again, was to really tap into that understanding of what do employees know, right? Mm -hmm. They have a lot of salespeople, they have a lot of customer success people that all sit and talk with the market, talk with customers. They really, really understand what works and what doesn't. What's happening? Do we need to be aware of our customer satisfaction dropping? Or is it something to do with our internal collaboration? Could be a number of factors. So for them, we were able to go in and say, why don't we help you with our tool in gathering that information, those insights, helping you process that and also helping you present that. And the way that they use it now is that they run it on a monthly basis and um, they collect insights and they present those insights to both yeah, management and the board, but also to employees themselves so that they feel heard and involved in the organization. Um, and how do you communicate these um, insights back to employees? So you talk about collecting, aggregating, synthesizing these insights uh, for more proactive decision making. Do you have a mechanism in place to feed this back to employees so they're aligned the whole time with management? Yes. So I'd like to first stress, obviously, that communication from the company itself is very important. But we try and facilitate that with, again, what we call an employee dashboard. So the employee dashboard is the place where employees are able to see what are my colleagues predicting compared to me, what areas are they worried about, but actually also to interact with the data and insights that come in from colleagues, right? So they are able to um, comment, agree, like different actions or suggestions from colleagues and also to provide uh, new suggestions at any time uh, based on, you know, are they being inspired by their colleagues? What's going on? So it's an ongoing thing that employees can engage with? This is an ongoing thing that employees can engage with. with you can almost call it an employee portal more than it's a dashboard. Mm -hmm. So it's always open, it's always available. And this is how we try and create very strong feedback loops uh, across the organization and across the mind pools that are being run. Okay, awesome. So why don't we just wrap up by having you tell uh, Scale-Up's three key points that they could follow or how Mindpool could help them? Absolutely. So. If I had to really try and recap what we talked about today, I think the most important part of all of this is uh, that scale-ups have an understanding or recognize that employees throughout their scaling journey have a lot to contribute with. And if you're trying to manage growth and also manage employee expectations and involve employees, then using something like Mindpool could also be your other tools makes a lot of sense because it allows you to stay very close to employees as you grow. It allows you to essentially have one-on-ones with all employees at the same time. Uh, and it allows you to really tap into uh, the insights that employees have. I really, really want to stress towards the end here that these insights are not just relevant in terms of staying close to employees. These are insights that can have a significant impact on the company and on the company's performance, right? So it's a competitive advantage to be good at listening to employees. A lot of early stage startups are winning by being able to be very connected to their employees, right? When you go into a scale-up, if you can do the same, if you're able to stay close to your organization, you really are able to have a competitive advantage uh, in terms of the competition. And it goes for both remote teams and it goes for uh, teams that work together in an office. And um, I think maybe that's, yeah, the things that I would like to just kind of wrap up uh, on in terms of our conversation today so um okay awesome well thank you for being here today thank you so much really appreciate it and uh, of course if anyone wants to come by for a coffee in copenhagen or online uh, feel free to reach out to anyone from our team and we would be very happy to talk to you thank you <laughs>